Have you considered homeschooling, but begin to question yourself, wondering things like, what if I'm not enough? What if I'm not patient enough? What if I don't know enough? What if I missed something really important I was supposed to teach them? If that's you, you are going to be so glad that you are here today with us because I have two wonderful friends who are just going to encourage you and give you a hope that you probably didn't have before. One of my friends is here as a representative of CHIA, the Christian Home Educators Association of California. Her name is Katie Julius, and Katie has one daughter that she homeschools who is nine years old. And Katie is the communications manager and editor for Chia. And if you want more information from her, you can find her at Chia of CA. It's C-H-E-A of C-A dot org. And she's one of the blog writers there. And also there is a Facebook group that could be very helpful for you that Chia runs called Homeschool California. And there are so many wonderful resources on there. I know you would really enjoy And my other friend with me today is an unlikely homeschooler who had all of those questions herself of if she was enough. Her name is Becky Slamer, and she is absolutely capable. She is finishing homeschooling her oldest this year as a senior, and she also has one other teenager at home still homeschooling. And Becky works alongside her husband with crew in a ministry to college students. And she has been homeschooling now for 13 years. And if you want to find out more from Becky, you can follow her on Instagram at Becky Slamer. So whether you're thinking about homeschooling, or maybe you have a friend or a daughter or a coworker who has begun to wonder, I wonder if this is something I could actually pull off, share it with them. And I know that you're going to be so glad that you did. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living Podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. I am so glad to be having this conversation with both of you. You are just the best people to talk with about this. Thank you, Becky, for coming back with us. Of course. And thank you, Katie, for joining us today. I'm glad to be here. It's going to be so fun. So we're going to be talking about that parents are equipped to teach their children. And I think this is just a great conversation. Katie, you were so sweet to recommend it to me when I was asking, are there questions that you guys are getting at Chia repeatedly that parents are just asking or feeling concerned about and that's one that kept coming back that am I equipped am I capable of doing this so I would ask the question what does it mean for a parent to be equipped to teach their child oh Becky why don't you start us there sure I think absolutely as parents we're equipped I think God has entrusted our children to us and um, and so he gives us what we need to teach our kids and I think we sometimes forget we're always teaching them mm-hmm. we teach them how to talk and walk and drive and how to how to know who God is and to pray and to how to do laundry and cook things and so we're always teaching our kids mm-hmm. um, it doesn't start when they're five <laughs> no, no we're always <laughs> teaching them and we know them best so you are more than capable um, of knowing what they need and I think the reason 
resources are abundant and available now. Mm-hmm. So um, there's so much support out there and resources. And and I think if God calls us to do something, he will equip us. In 2 Corinthians 9, 8, he says, um, it says, God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good mm-hmm. work. So if he calls us to something, he will equip us to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's such a unique age that we're in now too. Like you said, having the resources. I was homeschooled. So I was homeschooled from second grade all the way through high school. And my mom intended to only start for a year when she planned to start homeschooling us. It was going to be a year and a half, kind of in a weird situation, kind of like we're in right now, even with schooling being different, we were living in a place where it just wasn't a good school situation. So it was like, we got to do something can't leave her there. So I guess we'll try this weird thing, but we don't want to be weird. And what if she's weird? What if we mess up? What if we mess her up and like miss something important? But they kind of went into it with the attitude, you know what, we're going to do it for a year and or a year and a half because of where we were living at the time and knowing we can't ruin her in a year and a half. Um, (laughs) so, you know, they went in a little bit pessimistically, but it worked out. Okay. You know? And like most things with our kids, I think if you take things a year at a time, Absolutely. instead of when they're two, you don't need to be thinking about what they're going to do after college. Nope. <laughs> so nope. Um, we can take things one a smaller bite at a time and not have to think about it so long term sometimes. Yes. Yes. Well, Katie, would you say that any parent could teach your child? Like, How do you think about that? Absolutely. Um, I've always kind of known that I wanted to homeschool my child before I had a child. Um, so I kind of came out with that angle a little bit. Um, but... I, um, a resource that I really found helpful in understanding the biblical reasons for homeschooling Mm. was education. Does God have an opinion by, um, Israel Wayne. And it was, um, in there he shared a verse that says, come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. And that's Psalm 34, 11. And so it really kind of said to me, this is, this is my job. God has uniquely gifted me to teach my unique child um, and nobody else has that same relationship that that I have with my daughter, that understanding. And so, um, like like Becky has said, there's so many resources out there that that there's no reason that anybody can't do it if they want to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so beautiful that you said that about your unique child that God's equipped you. Because there are days like I don't want to sugarcoat this to seem like oh, it's just this beautiful thing, and we're always reading poetry together and having tea. I mean, we do have tea and drink and and poetry but that's it's not always beautiful and it's not always easy (laughs) by any means that i have to preach that back to myself when those moments where i think what am i gonna do but to remind myself god has chosen me to be your parent and so he will give me the tools that i need to make this day happen and it's just like with anything else when there's a discipline problem that you have with your child or some character thing that you need to work on training in them it's the you know for the same for all whether your parent kids are in school or at home it's still a training that's taking place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what about, what if that whole idea of like, what if you don't know something, Becky, or like, what if you miss something important? Yeah. Yeah. Would you speak to that? Um, well, there's a couple perspectives on that. One, I think I think I thought that initially because we just it wasn't on our radar. Homeschooling was not on our, our radar at all. And so I think having to dive into when the Lord brought it our way and presented it as an option that we felt like we should consider, um, I think I wrestled with that. And I wrestled with letting go of what I thought school should look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that caused my husband especially to think about, well, who decides what's important and what we learn? 
and realizing that that's a fairly new concept mm-hmm. that um, public school and the state standards and that kind of stuff and how we view education, it kind of changed our whole, it took us down a rabbit hole that changed our whole view of education <laughs> yeah. um, and what it means to educate and train our, chi- our children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we decide what's important based on what God's word and what he tells us is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is the very real reality that I miss things all the time. I miss things all the time and I'm sure my kids are missing things, but that's where I have to trust that the Lord is bigger than that. And he knows my kids better. And, and he, again, going back to, he gives us what we need. Mm -hmm. Um, and that uh, we can learn anything. If we know how to learn and ask questions, Mm -hmm. um, and ask the Lord for wisdom, then the sky's the limit on what we can learn and what our kids can learn. Right. Right. It was really eye opening for me when I realized that standards were for schools and that makes sense. I think about if I'm moving a child from one grade to the That's next true. grade, mm-hmm. and if their fourth, fifth, and sixth grade teachers all have strong passion for early American history, and they're getting early American history, early American history only for like years in a row, then they're not going to have a chance to be learning about the other areas that they probably do need to be able to have a good understanding of, of history. Mm-hmm. But... They, so it has to be organized. Right. But if you have them in your home, then you know. Yeah. And also thinking about even moving to different schools. If mm-hmm. someone had to transfer to a new school or to a new state yeah. even, knowing what they're, the information they're coming with mm-hmm. at that time is important. But that's different when your child's at home. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just different privileges that come yeah. with homeschooling. Yeah. Yes. And any teacher that you're going to have in any situation is going to have different strengths and passions that's going to bring something different. Mm-hmm. So that, that mix and that puzzle for each of us is going to be different. You know, Absolutely. So it can be different in our home. Mm-hmm. And you can tailor it to your child in your home, right? Which is right. also unique, right? Okay. So, Katie, what about a child who has special needs in a home? How does that work? So, by law, our public schools are actually required to assess all children who live within their school district. And so, if you're looking for an assessment, you can go to your public school for that. You can also use resources through your medical provider, and that's actually what mm-hmm. we did. Uh, my daughter had um, some speech issues when she was younger. And we went through our health provider and went and did speech therapy once a week for about a year and a half. Um, so there are those resources. Um, and then just being able to cater, homeschooling is kind of that IEP that, like kind of the best IEP. Mm-hmm. Um, you can An cater IEP, so that's your individual individualized edu- education, plan, education plan, which if you're in a traditional public school setting, um, you'll your student will have that plan and the teachers follow that to mm-hmm. adapt the standard curriculum for your child. And so if you're doing it at home, you're pretty much transitioning that, you know, very unique, specific individualized education plan that you're doing in your own home. Hmm. Yeah. And what about what about personalities, Becky? We've talked about this a little bit. <laughs> yes, yes. When I started thinking about homeschooling, the homeschoolers I knew were gentle and soft-spoken and the kindest people I knew. And while I have lots of strengths, um, those were probably not the ones that people would say about me. And so I, I would wondered, say you're very kind. I, well, <laughs> I wondered how my loud, extroverted self would how mm-hmm. could I thrive in a homeschooling environment? And I certainly have. And boy, was I wrong that the Lord has allowed me to thrive and mm-hmm. that it's not unique to a certain personality at all. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about that like a lot lately because I tend to not be as 
like regimented in discipline of things that this is exactly the order we're going to do things. This is what time we're going to do these things. And I'm actually working on myself with that because having five kids and one of <laughs> baby, I have to be more that way than is my nature. So God is growing that <clears throat> in me as he always is working on something. Mm-hmm. But I was really encouraged thinking about that. The flip side of that is that I really like to say yes to the fun. And I'm always down for an adventure. I mean, that's why on my Instagram, you'll find us like climbing a mountain and having a picnic on the top of a hill for lunch one day with my five kids. And like, that's weird. Who does that with a baby? But but to me, it seems really fun and life-giving. Yeah. But the other side of that is I'm not as regimented and disciplined in that way. But I think that God uses my strengths Absolutely. of the things that I do say yes to to serve my family. Mm-hmm. And the weaknesses, it probably does cause me to see those and mm-hmm. maybe have mm-hmm. to refine those areas a little bit, but that's okay. I'm just going to keep working on it. And that's where community comes in yes. because we're not doing this alone and we're not isolated. Yes. And so, um, yeah. So my closest friends that I homeschool with, we, our strengths can sharpen each other. Cause you've talked about that you're growth. not as creative, right? I'm not as creative at all, but one of my best friends is. And so she brings the creativity, you know, and I had another friend who she loved science. So when mm-hmm. she wanted to do science projects and labs, my kids were at her front door ready <laughs> to do those things. And so, um, yeah, so our community, we weren't isolated. And so our community could um, come together to, mm-hmm. for the, their strengths. That's wonderful. So I, it's been an interesting year, you know, all of the COVID stuff. I can't even believe it's been a year when we're recording this almost. And that like all of these parents became parents with kids doing school at home. Yes. And I, it's funny that all of a sudden my homeschooling ways are like the normal. Like I've never <laughs> been the normal. I've always been the different. Um, so Katie, would you say that all people doing school at home are homeschooling? What do you think about that? Well, according to California law, there's actually no such thing as homeschooling. It's not anywhere in the ed code. Um, In California, you're either a public school student or a private school student. Mm. And then under each of those umbrellas, there are brick and mortar, traditional school settings, and then schooling happening at home. Um, And so in California, we have two ways we can privately home educate our children. Um, The first one is by enrolling in a PSP, which stands for a private school pro... uh, Yep. Private school, private school satellite program, okay. and it's basically an independent study program through. It can be either a traditional brick and mortar private school, or there's specific homeschool ones. And then the other option is called um, a public school. Oh gosh, private school affidavit. Yeah, and um, that's a form that we fill out every year online, and it tells the state that we have a private school that we're operating, a little tiny one in our home, mm-hmm. single family. And um, we get to go about our way and run a little private school in our in our homes. Um, and then there is another option um, through the public schools. Many of them, you'll probably hear charter is the term that you hear a lot. And so that's the public school independent study option, typically. Um, and you, you have a teacher that's assigned to you, and they'll kind of walk alongside you and guide you. Um, giving you resources and help as you need, sometimes giving assignments. Um, You usually meet with them a few times um, a year, and then they give the grades and that kind of thing, so... Well, and I, um, I, when I, if I were listening to this and I heard that I would file something to have my own private school, I would feel like, oh my goodness, that's such a big (laughs) responsibility and would feel so overwhelming. But having done it, it's not difficult. Um, And it's, I mean, if someone can have their acts together enough to sign up for an Instagram account, then you could sign up 
you could do fill out your own private school affidavit, yes. especially with the resources that Chia gives you. Mm-hmm. If you go to chiaofca.org and look up how do I file my affidavit, there are so many resources to take you through step by step. Yes. Um, Another website that has helpful resources on that is HSLDA, the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, and HSLDA. They have so many resources to help you take that step if that's one that you want to do. Um, and Becky, why don't you share? Because you guys have chosen to homeschool. You didn't ever plan to homeschool. No. And not only then did you say we're going to do it, but we're going to do it on our own. We're not going to do it through a school. Mm-hmm. What made you decide to do that? When we do something, we're all in. No. <laughs> um, initially, the, the, the benefits that um, initially got us interested in homeschooling were the flexibility of schedule and the freedom to choose our curriculum. Um, and so I would say those were two of the biggest things. Being in ministry, our schedule was unique. And so um, having the freedom to decide our schedule um, so that was probably the biggest uh, motivator for us in the beginning. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of benefits that came after that that we had no idea would come. Um, but that was our initial um, reason for choosing. Um, for choosing, Right. Well, that makes, that makes great sense. Um, all right. Let's talk about if it's so much work, is it really worth it? Because it's not easy. I mean, nothing's easy, right? Nothing. <laughs> I always say that nothing worth doing is easy. And so if it's important enough to do, and it's not easy, then is it worth it? What do you, what do you think? How do you... I'd say absolutely. Um, we chose to privately homeschool because I had actually worked in a public school setting as a substitute teacher when I was in grad school, and then I even taught in a private school, and I just didn't like the direction that public schools were going mm-hmm. necessarily for my family. And um, And then I had my daughter, and seeing her very unique personality and um, her energy... I really questioned how well she would do in a traditional setting, in a traditional classroom. And so that kind of sealed the deal for me. And um, even as we've homeschooled, I've been very blessed by being able to see kind of the all the aha moments. Mm-hmm. Like that's been, she's a struggling reader and has just now, she was at home, she wrote an entire page a story and she's reading the little tiny books now. I mean, she's, she's nine and so... It's a little delayed, and but in a public school, I, I think she would have kind of been left behind. And so to be able to be there and to, you know, to see her excitement that, oh, I can read this book now mm-hmm. that I would have missed if she had been doing that in a classroom setting. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I've really enjoyed doing mm-hmm. with her. I think another thing that's unique about when your child's at home is that they don't necessarily know yeah. that they're not at the same pace as everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're not reading well and they're nine, or if they're struggling in a different area in math or something like that, you know, as a parent and you know, okay, like we're going to focus on this and that's another unique benefit. You can give that one area such laser Mm -hmm. focus Mm -hmm. that this is the main thing. We're making the main thing right now. And the other things we can kind of catch up on or the things that are naturally their strengths, maybe they don't need as much work Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Um, and they don't even, they might not even know that they're like, quote unquote, behind, yeah. you know, where, where the standards would be or where the average child would be mm-hmm. and allows them to have a different confidence as a person because they are seeing that that's not where their value is or that they're not behind where the people are. Mm-hmm. It's just another unique a unique benefit. What are some of the unexpected benefits you've seen, Becky? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, with my daughter being in her senior year, I'm very nostalgic <laughs> this year. Um, time. 
I mean, time, the time we've had as a family to establish rhythms and a family culture um, that has mm-hmm. defined our family, I know will take us for the rest of their lives. Um, and so that for sure, homeschooling is not just um, an education choice, it's a lifestyle. And it has proven mm-hmm. to provide um, just things that are true about us as slamers because um, because our family has had time together mm-hmm. to build rhythms together and to learn together um, and to adventure to get to go on vacations at random times and um, and do things together. Yeah, it's like your family ways yeah. that you've started. I think another thing is the protection that it offers for mm-hmm. your children. Mm-hmm. Um, I we're shaping. Someone is going to be shaping their worldview. Everyone speaks through the lenses that they're teaching from. You know, when I was a teacher, I taught for a few years and I taught, I had some time I substitute taught and I taught in a classroom and I had some time in public school and some time in private school. And so it's kind of funny. I've kind of run the gamut. Um, and actually this is kind of funny. My first time actually being in a classroom for a back to school thing for parents was when I was the teacher. And I thought, I don't even know what back to school night is. What do I do? <laughs> so I had to ask the other teachers, I don't know what this thing is that I'm running in my classroom. Can you enlighten me? I had the nicest ladies helping me. Thank goodness. They were saints. But, um, but I think I taught from my worldview and I taught the things that were important mm-hmm. from my perspective. And since I was in a Christian school, I had the chance to be completely transparent in those things. Mm-hmm. But it really, when I had a child made me realize that's really eye-opening to think about that whoever is their teacher is going to be teaching from their worldview. Mm-hmm. And I want my children to develop my worldview. Mm-hmm. There's that verse that says, um, a student when he has grown will be like his teacher. Mm-hmm. And not that I want my children to be, you know, images of me, like, please actually, in some areas, <laughs> please don't be images of me. But, but I want them to catch those things. And when we talk about them all day long mm-hmm. and when we mm-hmm. breathe them just mm-hmm. as part of our life, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be intentional teaching moments. It's just part of the life we do together to help share mm-hmm. the worldview that God has impressed on our hearts with our children. Mm-hmm. And we can kind of protect them from some other things that they might be hearing or being taught in that way. That's what I was going to say. Just the protection to protect their hearts and minds from the mature things that they're not ready for. Mm-hmm. And, and you have a little bit more say when those conversations can happen and how they happen. Absolutely. And you had a scripture about that you were thinking about with the idea that all parents are teaching their children. Yes. Even if your kids are in school or yes. if they're at home, you are their primary teacher. You're the teacher God gave yeah. them. A great passage to go to is Deuteronomy 6 um, that talks about that God instructed us um, to instruct our children in all his ways and to teach them um, when we are at home, when we're walking, when we're lying down, when we rise. Um, so that's a great passage to go check out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of us as parents are doing that, whatever, wherever our kids are schooling, we're teaching them and wanting to teach them God's ways. Yeah. So no one is, no one is writing off that responsibility. No. If your children are in school, you are still carrying that, that role as their parents, their yeah. God-given parent. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So if a parent, Katie, if a parent said, I want to bring my child to like homeschool, like with me being their teacher, not with Zoom or yes. Google Classroom, whatever it is that their school's been using. If they said, I think I want to do this, even at this point in the year, this is going to be coming in the spring. Like, is that is that too much? Can they still do it right now? Absolutely. You can choose to pull your child from their school at any time, whether it's public or private even. Mm-hmm. And um, it's actually really easy. In California, this is kind of a unique situation with California that we have where it's super easy to homeschool in California, that it's very low regulation. And so there's three easy steps. The first one is you want to withdraw your student, and there's more information about all of this on Chia's website as well. Um, And then you file your PSA, 
And then you as the school send So your PSA is your private school affidavit. Yes, private school affidavit, yes. And then the third step is that you as a school request the records from your previous school and then you hold on to those records. And the records are very minimal. Um, There's a list again on Chia's website that you can refer to for all of that information. Um, And then that's it. You go about your way and you're free to choose how to homeschool the way that you see best. And you said that you send a letter as the school. So you send a letter from your school. So you actually, you don't send the letter from, you know, Sarah's mom would like to withdraw her (laughs) in this information, but you send it from the school that you are being since yes. you are becoming a school. <laughs> so one really fun thing that I that I find a lot of parents and even kids get excited about is that you get to pick a name for your school when you file a private school affidavit. And um, so we had a lot of fun picking ours. And um, some families I hear, you know, they have votes and, mm-hmm. you know, have some really kind of unique, fun names. And so that... What's you, your school name? Our school name is Adventures Academy. Oh, sweet. Yes. What are you guys? Heritage Jokes. Sweet. We are the Freedom Academy. Our last name, Svoboda, means freedom. So oh, I never knew that. That's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's how you take them out. And then if they are need help finding curriculum, that's such a. This seems like such a hard place to start. And it's funny because back in the day when my mom was homeschooling us, there was so much less available, and she literally had a catalog. It was like a paper catalog that she would like flip through the pages to pick out what things she was going to order. And it's so funny to think even ordering it, she probably had to call in her order or mail it in. <laughs> it's so much easier now. And yes. there are just so many resources, but so much so that it can almost be overwhelming. Yes. So I, that could be like its own podcast, but I'll share on my Instagram this week, some of the helpful tools for finding a curriculum, like figuring out how you learn best and how your kids learn best. So what style curriculum might be good for you. Mm-hmm. And you've got some really good resources from Chia on that too. Mm-hmm. Where can they mm-hmm. find those or what are they? Um, so we actually have a new to homeschooling digital content pass. And last year we created a whole bunch of virtual content um, with all of our webinars and special events that we had to take online. And many of them are available completely free to anybody who wants to view them. And um, it's a really great resource. Um, We had our new to homeschooling um, night that we usually have at convention. We did a whole night of that. Mm -hmm. And then as um, other webinars kind of getting ready for homeschooling, um, record keeping, planning. And then we actually did one that was about choosing your curriculum. So um, that information is all available at chiaofca.org. All right. So Becky, you lead our homeschool group, which is such a blessing. Thank you so much. (laughs) Um, Can you share kind of what a support group can look like? Mm Because I think homeschooling could feel very much like I'm doing this by myself. I just have this website to go to, but it's not a one-man show. Yeah, not at all. Um, Our support group um, in normal pre-COVID times has Mm -hmm. um, twice a month park days, a monthly co-op, field trips, mom's night out, um, a promotion and graduation night um, once a year. So there's lots of opportunities to be involved. And I would say our cornerstone is our performing arts um, program (laughs) and that um, kind of keeps our co-op going. But so my kids have had the opportunity to be a part of musicals and to um, go on field trips with friends and um, see other friends regularly. So, and the way that our support group work is works is it's really what the moms want to offer and yep. are passionate about who are in the group. Yep. So it's a group of moms who yep. are together. Yep. And if someone is passionate about performing arts, which I am, and I love it, <laughs> I miss it so much. Um, then we get to have performing arts yep. and it's great and it serves all of the kids well. Mm-hmm. And when our sweet friend was part of the group who was passionate about science, she led these amazing science classes with dissections for the kids and the moms who are passionate about field trips, plan field trips. So really anyone could create that yep. 
even if they don't have one in their area. And I would think in most places with, I mean, back when I was first starting homeschooling, it was not as normal and there weren't as many people, but there are people, I think most places who homeschool that if you asked at your church, mm-hmm. looked around yeah. that you, or, or, you know, ask at other friends who, do you know anyone who homeschools yeah. that there probably is a group that does something like that so that your kids aren't missing the things that are important. Right. And Chia has a, on the Chia website, there's a support directory where you can plug in your city and it'll tell you um, the groups around nearby. Oh, that's but right. Absolutely. So asking, that's just for California, though, That's right? just for California. That's just for California, yeah. yeah. But asking a church, asking friends, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure everybody knows somebody, at least maybe even <laughs> on social media who homeschools mm-hmm. that they could find out um, if there's people in their area they can connect with. That's wonderful. One of the things that I think that that offers, too, that kind of would seem silly in some ways, but really not in others is when we're together, we get to do things also like Valentine's exchanges with the kids Mm -hmm. and celebrate holidays. We Mm -hmm. do have done a Friendsgiving before all together. And I think those kinds of things are really special things that kids get to do in school Mm -hmm. and and do a promotion night. You know, Mm -hmm. those are important things that kids get in school that if you have a support group, you can create your own of the things that you think are important that they could be missing. Absolutely. My daughter's been to prom, the homeschool prom. There's a homeschool prom. So (laughs) yeah, I went to, it was very fun Actually. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. I love all of that. Yeah. Um. So, what scripture? If you wanted to offer hope to the mom, if there's a mom listening to this, you know, when you're hearing something and someone's speaking, and your heart is just doing that like deep throb, and you know, oh, this is to me, but like it's scary because it is big things that are worth doing are scary. Starting this podcast felt big and felt scary, mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. Um. When you do things that are big and scary, they matter. Mm -hmm. And when we lean into the Lord, Mm -hmm. then he can strengthen us through those. Mm -hmm. So what hope or scripture would you give to the mom who's feeling like this might be me, but I don't know. You want to share first, Katie? Sure. Um, The scripture that came to my mind is in Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. And if you're familiar with with the Bible, you probably know know what that verse says. But um, it says, trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. And um, we often hear that that God doesn't give us things that we can't handle, and I don't agree with that because I think mm-hmm. God gives us things that we can't handle on our own, but yes. only with him. And yes. so if we lean on him, he will give us those resources and that support um, and the people that we need mm-hmm. to to be able to do this and do it well. Mm-hmm. You know what I love about that verse too is that he will direct our path, but it doesn't mean he's going to show us the entire path at the beginning. Yes. So it's just one step at a time. Yep. It's not, and God will lead you to mm-hmm. each step mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. going to grow your trust, but that's also probably good. <laughs> and Becky, what about you? Yeah, the verse that came to mind was Ephesians 3.20 that says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. And I just think God wants to do more than we can ever imagine in our lives, in our kids' lives, and he is faithful. And so mm-hmm. if, if you're feeling like he's leading you into new ways, trust him. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't give you, some, give you a child that you're going to ruin yeah. by trusting him in something he's leading you to do. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Becky. And thank thank you you so much, Katie, for being here today. Okay, mama. So if you're hearing this and you're thinking maybe this is for you, I just wish I could be right by you and give you a hug and tell you, you can do this and I will help you. But better than that is God is there and he will help you. 
and he will help you every single step of the way. He has given you your children to disciple. That is your primary role, and that doesn't change. You've got this. You've got this. You had it when they were little, and you've got it now. You and your husband, the people working with you, your mom or whoever it is that you're serving your children as a community, you can do this. Um, there are so many resources. I know we talked about many of them. I want to make sure that you have those today. I'll put them all in the show notes so you have them all available, but a few just to throw out there so you've got them. I know I already mentioned the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. You can find online at hslda.org. There is also a wonderful website, homeschoolfreedom.com. You can check that one out. We'll have a lot available for you there. And we talked about Chia, C-H-E-A of C-A of California.org. So there are so many resources available. And I know that if you are feeling led to this, that the Lord will equip you and you will abound in every good work. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends. And join us next week as we talk about the heart of discipline.